This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Well, hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation from my flagship station studio at WSB in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm here today. They finally unlocked the building. The shooter in Atlanta was caught yesterday. The phone number here, 877-973-7425. Well, before I get into the big story of the day, I got to just tell you about the conversation I just had with my wife. Yes, you will be intrigued. Un- unbeknownst to us, uh, our daughter had ever wisdom teeth taken out. Unlike me, my kid's actually wise. She had multiple wisdom teeth taken out. I, I just had one. But uh, insurance paid a portion of it, and we had overpaid. So the company, the, the, the doctor's office, owed us about five $600. And the office manager for the doctor's office called and said, uh, did you ever get a reimbursement check? My wife says, nope. Would have remembered, would have remembered that reimbursement check. Well, they said, I didn't think so. Apparently, uh, at some mail sorting facility somewhere, some group of people, apparently it's been in the news and I missed the news, they have been stealing checks that come through the mail. And whoever the idiot crime lord was who stole the check meant for us, it was sent to my wife in her name, scratched out somehow or bleached out my wife's name on the check, uh, put the person's name on the check and signed it. So you kind of have a, a you know who it is sort of thing. I mean, the, we, we got the check from the from the doctor's office. It's got the, the check number and everything meant for my wife. And yet it goes to this person who... Uh, the doctor's office wasn't reimbursing for anything at all, and yet this person cashed the checks over 500 bucks. Apparently, this has been happening, uh, and we somehow got caught up in it. Absolutely crazy. Um, just wild. So uh, there you have it. Now, I got to move to another story that I wasn't going to get to out of the gate, but it kind of has become a thing. Um, the story is another hit job on Clarence Thomas by the left, that Harlan Crow, his billionaire friend, uh, helped cover the cost of a grandnephew of Clarence Thomas's. It, it, it's kind of a weird story here. So what you need to know is that Clarence and Ginny Thomas, they don't have kids. And Clarence Thomas 
took in his nephew. And in taking in his nephew, uh, put his nephew in a school. And it was their, their great nephew. And they decided to take the child in as their own. Now, uh, Justice Thomas was raised by his grandparents. And Justice Thomas and his wife raised the child. In the summer of 2006, uh, they were struggling to find a school in the Washington area to take Randolph in. And they, Harlan and Kathy Crow, who are longtime friends, uh, helped put the Thomas's uh, nephew in the Randolph-Macon Academy. Uh, Harlan Crow himself had attended the Randolph-Macon Academy. And the Thomases are being attacked for this. An appearance of impropriety is what the the left is saying. It, it's the appearance of impropriety. There's no impropriety. It's the appearance. They, they've manufactured this as an appearance of impropriety. They have found these records. Someone clearly has been doing a deep dive on Clarence Thomas to vilify him. They've never liked him. They, they, this is another digital lynching of Clarence Thomas, very much what the left tried to do to him in his hearings. Uh, he's kind of used to the, the left-wing lynch mob coming for him because he's a black conservative who puts points on the board. He is regularly now referred to as the shadow chief justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, Mark Bayoletta, who is a friend of Justice Thomas, he, he's written this on Twitter so that you can um, understand this to some degree. The Thomases have rarely spoken publicly about the remarkably generous efforts to help a child in need. They've always respected the privacy of the young man and his family. The Thomases devoted 12 years of their lives to helping a child in desperate need of love, support, and guidance. In 1997, Justice Thomas and his wife brought their great nephew to live with them. They agreed to take in the young child, just as Justice Thomas' parents had done to him and his brother in 1955. Justice Thomas and his wife made immeasurable personal and financial sacrifices and poured every ounce of their lives and hearts into giving their great nephew a chance to succeed. In the summer of 2006, the Thomases were struggling to find a school where they could send their great nephew. In discussing these challenges with their friends, Harlan and Kathy Crow, Harlan recommended the Randolph-Macon Academy. Harlan had attended the school and thought it would be a good fit. Harlan financially supported Randolph-Macon since the 1980s and funded scholarships for students. Harlan offered to pay the first year of Justice Thomas's great-nephew's tuition. The payment went directly to the school. Harlan Crow's office confirmed he did not pay the tuition for any other year at Randolph-Macon. At the some time, Randolph-Macon recommended the nephew attend a boarding school in Georgia for a year. Harlan Crow offered to pay the first year of tuition for the great nephew at the Georgia school, and again, the tuition payments went to the school. By the next school year, the Thomas's great nephew returned to Randolph-Macon. He moved back to Savannah in December of 2009 after turning 18. The Thomases love their great-nephew. The press has decided to smear Justice Thomas and the Crow family for trying to help this child. The story is another attempt to manufacture scandal. But let's be clear about the scandal. 
just as Thomas and his wife devoted 12 years of their lives to taking care of the child who is not their own child. They made personal and financial sacrifices, and friends also did, including Harlan Crow, who made direct payments to the school on behalf of the grandnephew and did not constitute a reportable gift because no money ever went to the Thomases. Justice Thomas was not required to disclose the tuition payments or to the Georgia school on behalf of the great nephew because of the definition of dependent child in the Ethics and Government Act does not include great nephew. Justice Thomas never asked Harlan Crow to pay the tuition. Neither Harlan Crow nor his company had business before the Supreme Court. You get, you get what's going on here. This is just an effort to destroy the Supreme Court. The left can't get what they want out of the Supreme Court. Now, progressives will say, well, we haven't gotten what we wanted out of the Supreme Court in 20 years. Well, you got gay marriage out of the Supreme Court, didn't you? You got that. You got Obamacare out of the Supreme Court, and for a very long time, you had abortion rights out of the Supreme Court. Now you're not getting it, and so you've decided to pour gasoline and strike a match. You don't care. You're manufacturing appearances of impropriety. There's no impropriety here. There's no impropriety at all. There's not even really an appearance of impropriety generated except by twisting the facts of the story. The fact of the story from ProPublica is that Harlan Crow gave Justice Thomas money to cover his kids' tuition. That's not actually true. Harlan Crow for one year wrote tuition payments directly to Randolph uh, Macon School for Justice Thomas's great nephew. That's the actual story. The way the media is covering it, it makes it sound like Harlan Crow gave Thomas the money. However, there's something else here. Harlan Crow never had business before the Supreme Court. None. You missed that in the stories. In fact, ProPublica tried to claim that a business of Harlan Crow's did have business before the court, but it turns out the business was only bought by Harlan Crow after uh, the, the court had rendered a, a judgment. It was a, a year or so after the business had been before the Supreme Court. They don't care, though. And that's the point here. They don't care. They don't care that they're getting the facts wrong. The news media doesn't care that they're getting the facts wrong. What they want to do is discredit the court. Now, here's a story that ProPublica hasn't run. Here's a story Politico hasn't run. Justice Sonia Sotomayor got a $3 million book advance from a book publisher. The book publisher then had business before the court. And Justice Sotomayor did not recuse herself. Isn't that an appearance of impropriety? Isn't that improper? The book publisher that paid her money for which she had an ongoing book project had business before the court and she didn't recuse herself? Notice that's not being covered. It's what's being covered that matters so greatly. It's what's being covered that matters. They're, they're twisting facts to generate lies about conservative members of the Supreme Court because the court is no longer useful to them, so they must discredit it. And the bottom line here is what they want is what they want from the court. It's not they want the law rendered from the court. It's not they want the, the, the justices to interpret the law. It's a very transactional relationship. And for a very long time, they benefited from the transactional relationship. Now that they do not benefit from the transactional relationship, they're trying to burn down the court and discredit it so they can discredit all of the coming decisions from the court. Because the court is about to render a lot of decisions, and they're all going to go against the left. This is roughing up the umpires. They're roughing up the refs. They're trying to get the court to to throw them a few handouts 
because otherwise they're just going to see loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. And so what they're trying to do is tell the court, hey, we're coming for you. If you don't give us, if you don't show us a sign in some of your upcoming cases that you're going you're gonna to play ball with us, we're going to destroy you. We're going to come for each of you individually, and we're going to destroy you. They don't care about the facts, and they got the media helping them. They have ProPublica helping them. ProPublica is a massive left-wing nonprofit journalism organization. Politico has run these stories. CNN has run these stories. The Washington Post has run these stories. The editorial pages of the Washington Post and the New York Times have. They've refused to correct the facts they got wrong. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about the facts. They care about the targeted character assassination of justices of the Supreme Court. They're manufacturing appearances of impropriety where there are none. And frankly, I got to tell you this. Harlan Crow is very generous to all of his friends. Those of you who don't have a friend like Harlan Crow, you're like, well, this does seem odd and suspicious, doesn't it? Or it seems like he takes friendship seriously. I am not a billionaire. I take friends of mine on vacation with us and they don't have to pay a dime. Put friends of mine on private planes. I try to be as generous with people as God's been generous with me. So does Harlan Crow. There's no crime. Is it unusual? Yes. I recognize it's unusual with me. The friends I do these things for are sometimes like, I can't believe you would do this. Why wouldn't I? You're my friend. I don't have great wealth. But to the extent that I can help a friend in need, I'm willing to do this. A buddy of mine called me the other day. He, he's a pastor and said he needed some money to send some kids to a program. I wrote him a $1,000 check to cover the cost of these kids. This is not to pat me on the back. This is not to say, oh, I'm such a good guy. This is to say I, I, Harlan Crow does something at, at orders of magnitude more than I do, but I do because – I take friendship seriously. And a friend is in need, I want to help. If Justice Thomas tried to raise his great nephew. Good for Harlan Crow. He's not the bad guy here. Justice Thomas is not the bad guy here. But the left wants you to see the generosity of friends and say this is really bad and it looks improper even though there's no impropriety. There's none. They want you to cast doubts on Justice Thomas because he has a wealthy friend who stepped up to help the Thomas family. That's kind of making a perversity of friends. These people on the left these days, where if you've got two men who are in a have a strong, close personal relationship, they must be gay. Otherwise, there's something wrong with them on the left. You, you got a boy who plays with, with uh, girls' toys that must be trans. We got to get, get, get him gender transition. But you have a friend who steps up financially to help another friend in need. Well, there's something really wrong with that one. That's the perverse one. The left has turned the world upside down. I keep having friends tell me they realized I was right. Every time you wash sheets from Bowling Branch, they get softer and softer. They're the most luxurious sheets. The highest quality, incredible craftsmanship with just unmatched softness. 100% traceable organic cotton. It gets softer with every wash. I tell you guys that it's true. I can tell you it's a big difference. And I have bought different pairs of sheets to try to find some best. I keep coming back to my Bowling Branch sheets. They're incredible. They're buttery to the touch, super breathable. They're perfect for 
Cooler weather and warmer weather. Why the drape? You actually feel like you've got something of substance on you so you can snuggle in, but you don't get overwhelmingly hot during the during the summertime, and it's just the perfect weight under the blanket as well during the wintertime. I love Bolin Branch sheets. They're so luxurious. They're loved by four U.S. presidents. Got over 10,000 raving reviews. Right now, get 50% off your first order when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolinBranch.com. That's BolinBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello. You know the most interesting thing, and welcome back, by the way. The phone number is 877-973-7425. One of the most interesting things about this is being engaged with this on social media, for example. I'm seeing a flood of people who are coming in very, very angry with me for defending Clarence Thomas, who follow me on Twitter, who have very small accounts, Many of them have not been very active on Twitter, suddenly ferociously active on this particular issue. It reminds me in 2016, there was a, we now know it was a a paid for bot army uh, uh, of people early in the Trump uh, campaign days that the Trump campaign was funding. And and I don't mean this originally, it just was a fact that there were a lot of accounts that were bots essentially that appeared to be real people who were, would interact very aggressively defending Donald Trump. We're seeing this now attacking the Supreme Court. It, it looks very similar pattern of some left-wing troll army doing this sort of thing. Um, fascinating. Now, um, I'm happy to take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. I wasn't going to start out with this story today, but it has become a thing. It's taken a life of its own. And so much factual misinformation is out there, including ProPublica suggesting that Harlan Crow was giving Clarence Thomas money, which is actually not true. Uh, there were two years of tuition at two separate institutions that Harlan Crow paid directly to schools. It's perfectly legal. Crow never had business before the Supreme Court. Uh, it's not like he's persuading Clarence Thomas to suddenly vote conservative. I mean, Clarence Thomas is one of the more predictable members of the Supreme Court. So there's literally no appearance of impropriety. There's no impropriety. There's no conflict of interest. There, there's nothing other than a friendship. And the left that thinks boys becoming girls is totally normal is trying to make good friendship deviant. They're trying to make it sound perverse. It's only a matter of time before they suggest that Clarence Thomas and Harlan Crow are in some sort of sexual relationship. You, you know stuff like that's going to happen. It's a very bizarre thing. When we come back, my buddy Congressman Chip Roy is going to join us. I think I'm going to ambush him with this. He doesn't know it, but I'm going to ambush him with it. Right now, I want to tell you about Advantage Gold. Uh, if you are interested, you know the Fed just raised interest rates again. If you're interested in using gold and silver as part of your portfolio, 800-450-2566. That's Advantage Gold's number with inflation, the stock market being crazy, geopolitical turmoil. I mean, if you've seen what the Dow is right now, you may want to use gold and silver as part of your portfolio. Maybe not. But if you're interested, IRA, 401k, general investments, reach out to Advantage Gold, 800-450-2566. They'll give you a free gold IRA investment kit. They're TrustLink's number one highest rated gold company, seven years in a row. They got fantastic prices and staff, highly knowledgeable, no gimmicks. They just want to play it straight, answer your questions. 
If you use precious metals as part of your IRA or 401k, there are ways you have to store them to comply with the law. They can help you navigate all of that or help you get access for general investment strategies. 800-450-2566. Call Advantage Gold. Tell them I sent you. 800-450-2566 is their phone number. Get the free gold IRA investment kit from them. Learn how to use precious metals as part of your portfolio today. 800-450-2566. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Those of you on the phones, be patient. Waiting for Congressman Chip Roy uh, to connect in. I'm going to ask him about the border and the debt ceiling. I want to ask him about the Clarence Thomas thing. Real quick, though, this one's near and dear to me. You know, yesterday I talked about in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the federal government intends to shut down St. Francis Hospital there because they've been burning a candle for 63 years in one hospital and 15 years in the other. The the unmitigated hostility towards religious groups continues to grow. There's a great new example, actually, in my backyard, the, the city of Tucker, Georgia. Uh, the city of Tucker, Georgia, is has had a progressive anti-religious group uh, draft a um, non-discrimination provision for the city of Tucker to consider uh, that would punish religious organizations. Uh, it, I mean, the, the whole goal of these non-discrimination ordinances, they claim is, well, who's against discrimination? Well, the people drafting these things are deeply hostile to religious groups. And so if you if you look at the non-discrimination ordinance, it's a model non-discrimination ordinance put together by uh, trans and, and gay rights groups for cities around the country. They're pushing this one here in Tucker, Georgia, and it would punish religious institutions who wish to hire people of faith uh, and tell them you can't do that unless you're really specifically only hiring them for religious practices. Um, so if you're a if you're a photographer, but you want to run your business as a uh, Christian business, you will be prohibited in the city of Tucker from doing that. If you're running a nonprofit uh, that's a faith-based nonprofit, uh, but you might hire people outside your faith, well, once you start hiring outside your faith, you could be punished. Uh, There are all sorts of problems. Uh, There's a real war on people of faith in the country. Uh, by the left these days, uh, because so many people who adhere to any sort of orthodoxy uh, just refuse to go with standards of the left. And so here in Tucker, Georgia, just like in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you have the left coming for faith-based groups trying to punish them and drive them out of the city of Tucker, Georgia. Uh, Tucker, Georgia. Now, on the phones, a good friend of mine, way better golfer than me, uh, it's also uh, now he's had his birthday and is now older than when Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon, which is a painful subject I won't bring up on the phone to him. Wil- Wilfred, Br- I mean, Ch- Chip Roy, how are you? I'm doing great, my friend. And look, <laughs> setting, setting the bar at your level of golf is not the bar that I'm trying to surpass. <laughs> you know, I, I, my handicap, so, so Hugh Fike and I are going golfing next week, and I've already told him, don't expect much. My handicap is measured in balls lost. Well, you tell Hugh I last played with him. Uh, he almost died. Uh, ask him about it. Yeah, he oh, no, he, he's already told me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
No, it's great. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. You know where I am? I'm at El Arroyo. I'm right outside of El Arroyo where oh, you and I you did suck. an event about a decade ago. Yes, my gosh. I love that place. Okay, so before I before I ask you about any, any of the big stuff of the day, the, the attacks on Clarence Thomas and Harlan Crow, they're, they're the latest one today. Uh, this clearly is an organized campaign between the left and the media just to discredit the Supreme Court altogether, it seems like. You know, Clarence Thomas is one of the finest human beings I've ever known. He's a great American. They are going after him for a reason. They cannot stand that there is a strong conservative black man who is willing to stand up and call BS on all of their leftist nonsense. Now they're going after him and Jenny. Why? Because Harlan Crow uh, funded what? A scholarship or a year of tuition for their nephew, who they brought in to take care of for 12 years a great nephew, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So uh, Justice Thomas's great nephew uh, to help raise him and to help him because uh, it would be a, a, a good environment for him. And so they did that and, and to great sacrifice. Uh, this is all a hit job. It's all purposeful. But let's all remember, this is all a part of a coordinated attack to basically try to break down everything we believe in in helping each other out, in not viewing things through a race lens, in trying to stand up for what is good and right. They want to attack that. I stand next to Clarence Thomas unapologetically, and guess what? He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, amen to that. Now, let, let me talk to you about the debt ceiling fight because you've been, as usual, strong on this. And I'm kind of surprised to see the Senate Republicans uh, having Kevin McCarthy's back so far on this, that Republicans voted to raise the debt ceiling. And, and now even you've got the Democrats claiming that uh, what they did is they just pushed us closer to default day. Well, what we did last week in passing a debt ceiling increase of about a trillion and a half dollars but packaging it with serious fiscal reforms that would save almost $5 trillion, about $4.8 trillion over 10 years. But importantly, this is the really important part, a trillion in year one is a strong signal that we're serious about fiscal restraint because we can no longer continue to spend money in such a way that we're driving inflation. The reckless spending, not just of the COVID years, but going way back before the COVID years, has created this environment of massive inflation. And now we're having to pay the price, right, in terms of interest rates, in terms of where the Fed stands. Uh, and now we're staring at the double barrel of stagflation, economic uh, you know, weakness, potentially even downturn, uh, while we have high interest rates and high inflation. So our job in the debt ceiling debate is to force the question. We did that. Now the president, frankly, is choking on it. I suspect them to try to use executive power and ways to end run the law, but we're going to keep holding their feet to the fire. I'm proud that we were able to unify to do this. Um, and look, you had 20 senators standing in a microphone yesterday. I'd like to see all 49 doing it, but we'll see what happens over the next week. We need to stay unified and not blink. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so where's the end game here? I know uh, Janet Yellen says June 1st. Nobody seems to believe her on either side. Uh, when do you think something has to be done? Well, remember, and it's important for the audience to understand that we have cash flow that comes in and we will pay or be able to pay our interest payments. Frankly, we can pay our interest payments and our Social Security payments. They're going to play politics and they're going to say they're not going to, you know, pay Social Security. They'll play politics and say that we're going to default on our debt or it's going to our, our, you know, ratings going to go down. But the reality is, most of that stuff's not going to occur. Yellen's already acknowledged that, you know, even if June 1's the date, 
that afterwards they'll be able to continue to make payments. Uh, this is all about gamesmanship, and it, our view is pretty simple. No one in this country believes that we can continue down this continue continue down this same fiscal path. Everybody who elected me sent me to Washington to change it. Under no circumstances am I going to vote for, support, or frankly allow to occur a quote clean debt ceiling increase that will lift the borrowing limit on the credit card for the country with no reforms. It would be irresponsible of me to do that. So here we sit. We're the ones who passed a bill that would accomplish the objective, establish some fiscal restraint, end the student loan bailouts that are unfair to the plumbers or the people who have paid off their loans or didn't rack up debt at expensive schools to get useless degrees. We took some COVID money back. We repealed the expansion of the IRS that's targets Americans. We repealed the so-called renewable subsidies, which are nothing more than handouts to wealthy uh, corporations and corporate cronyism to make elite liberals wealthy. Uh, we're doing the things that will help drive inflation down, limit our debt increase, make people's lives better, keep energy costs down, and we're going to keep fighting to do it. I'm not going to blink. You know, tell me what the end game is. We passed our bill. Now the ball's in their court. Amen to that. All right, last topic for you, the border. We've got Title 42 ending May 11th. There's already a swarm of people there. Even CNN yesterday uh, did a report on the massive number of illegal aliens sitting on the streets of El Paso. The city has declared a public crisis. I mean, I, I can't imagine the Biden administration actually has a plan to figure out how to deal with the wave that's coming. No, of course they don't. Uh, this is all purposeful, right? I mean, but now you've even got Democrats in South Texas or in El Paso declaring a state of emergency, as you just described, because of tent cities across the river in Juarez. You have a situation where you've got 15,000 Haitians sitting in Reynosa right across the river from Brownsville. Uh, this is a real problem. Uh, but again, Republicans are here with a solution. We can enforce the laws of the United States. We've just passed legislation through the House Judiciary Committee that would make a massive change by requiring that we, yes, you can accept a, a claim for asylum, but that those claims need to be adjudicated before you're released. That's the simple uh, point of the legislation we passed. Make it to where we follow the law. We no longer release people uh, into the country, creating the, the flood at our border. And look, let me just say this, Eric. I, you talk a lot about faith on your show. And I, I hear a lot of Christians that go around talking about the compassion of open borders. That's a lie. There is nothing compassionate about the 53 migrants who cooked in a tractor trailer in San Antonio last summer, mm -hmm. or the 856 dead migrants along the Rio Grande and along the border in South Texas and Arizona, or the 72,000 dead Americans last year from fentanyl poisonings, thousands of which are because of the fentanyl pouring across our border because the Border Patrol doesn't have control of the border. Cartels do. China does. This can end if we stand up and do our job. It is the Christian, compassionate thing to do to restore the rule of law that attracts people to come here. Let's export the rule of law, stomp out cartels, rather than importing lawlessness and fentanyl that's killing our communities. That's what we stand for. Amen. All right, last question, most important question. What are you getting at El Arroyo? Well, uh, I was going to get the case, the, the uh, spinach chicken quesadilla at El Arroyo because mm. that's what I normally get for lunch. But unfortunately, I just had to leave El Arroyo and go to a lunch downtown. So, Oh, boo, boo, terrible. All right. Well, listen, my best to your wife and children and to you as well. It's, it's great to hear your voice. 
Yeah, give Christy my love, your whole family, and let's visit soon, brother. Absolutely. Take care. Congressman Chip Roy of Texas represents the area between San Antonio and Austin and probably just cost him a a lunch at El Arroyo for him to come on, which is great. All right, uh, before I go to commercial break, let me see if I can squeeze in a phone call right here with Johnny, who's been waiting patiently. Johnny, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you, Good. What's going on? Just a question. How is it that the left can continue to have outlets, media outlets, slander someone's reputation and credibility like Clarence Thomas, but there's no legal ramifications? Can you explain that to me? Yes, um, because it is called uh, – you have to have the malice standard for defamation of a public figure, which means they have to have gone into it willfully knowing – uh, that what they were doing was uh, malicious, was um, completely wrong and completely bad. So what they've done is they get key facts of the story wrong and they can go back through later and say, oh, our bad. Uh, it was an LLC, not an LLP. And it totally changes the nature of the story. Uh, but it was the little fact that they did wrong. Yes, everybody knows it's malicious. Uh, but the standard for suing for maliciousness is extremely high, and they can get away with this because the members of the Supreme Court are public figures. Also, they know these members of the Supreme Court aren't actually going to file suit against them. That's part of the problem here. Uh, they they are assured that they can get away with this sort of stuff, and it's going to be amplified by the rest of the media. And even when they make their mistake, this is the way the racket works, is the one little website makes its technical mistakes that completely reframe the story, and then every other major media outlet runs with it, and when the little website goes back and says, oh, our bad, it was an LLC, it was an LLP, and when we looked, it turns out he did file his disclosures under the LLC, well, none of the other media outlets cover the mistake because it was not their original reporting to begin with, and they amplify the mistakes and the lies. It's what they do, and, and the end game here is to destroy the credibility of the Supreme Court. Now, before I move on, I have to take a trip tonight. And I have my Eden Pure Thunderstorm in my travel bag because going to someplace new. And I am told that in the room that I'm staying in, there's a fireplace. And if it smells like someone said the fireplace lit, I can fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm and know it'll wipe out those odors. It works that well. It's an odor eliminator. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. So you can wipe out bad odors, pet odors, smoke odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors, you name it. EdenPureDeals.com. You buy uh, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack. You get three of them for less than $200. So one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or your RV, your travel bag like I do. You hold this thing in your hand. Fits easily in a travel bag. You can plug it up with a USB cord or directly into the wall. It also is an air purifier, so it gets rid of the dust and the pollen floating around. And you just wipe it out. You don't have to get a filter subscription. The website is EdenPureDeals.com. Eden, like the Garden of Eden, pure is the driven snow. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You get three of them for less than $200. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. You know, I, 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 I didn't make Jim do this. And maybe I should have. If if it were Charlie in here running the board, I would probably put an electric shock collar on him, and if he didn't do it, zap him. But Jim's a nice guy, so I wouldn't do that to him. But we should have begun the program today this way. Uh, far more important than anything else is to 
fire up the Star Wars theme today because it is May 4th, and may the 4th be with you. And now as I'm firing it up, there we go. Absolutely. Yes, it is May the 4th. And so, as they say in in the Church of the Jedi, may the force be with you, and and you say also with you. May the force be with you. Very, you, you see, perfect tie in there. Look on on March fourteenth, we have Pi Day. On May fourth, we have Star Wars Day. May the force be with you. And I always do have to say, and also with you. Now we can move on. I've done it. Um, oh, look at this. So I'm flying to D.C. tonight, and I just get this nice little note that my plane's going to land late, but please go to dinner because they're going to save me a s'mores. How nice. Okay, uh, Lewis, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Lewis. Eric, um, I got a question. Uh, why does it take every piece of law enforcement in Atlanta we have, along with a SWAT team, to tackle one shooter and we can't seem to fight the crime in Atlanta and get rid of the gangs that are there with what little law enforcement is able to do in Atlanta. But we'll bring out every single piece of firepower of what we had. I mean, this was an extreme news day. Yes, it was an active shooter. I mean, they went so far to say they called the president and the vice president, which to me was completely unnecessary. Because this was a local story, and we've become the national headline news of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, listen, um, I got to say, for people who don't live in—so while this was going on, uh, this this shooter yesterday uh, shot five, uh, one died, four in critical condition. Um, They apprehended him. He was able to flee. There were—a buddy of mine was listening to his police scanner—four or five unrelated carjackings. While that was going on, uh, the city of Atlanta does not have major national media presence as coastal cities do. And so it doesn't get covered. But the tent cities, the homeless, uh, I was on MARTA last Saturday night. Uh, there was at least one person openly smoking marijuana on the subway train on the way to the Taylor Swift concert. Nobody really could blame him because clearly he was taking his girlfriend to Taylor Swift and needed to be doped up to survive. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, I mean, it was we on our way home. There was one um, extremely inebriated uh, homeless man with his bottle of vodka that got on the train and was yelling at people. And then another homeless person uh, stood next to my daughter and me uh, and was having tremors and smelled as if they were their own toilet. It was awful. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. Uh, And didn't, I mean, the crowds made you feel safe because there were so many people, but otherwise I would never ride the the public transportation system and it was it was not good, um, and at one section you know they've been bragging about how ready they were for the concert, but at one section they had everybody on a single track and it took forever. It was crazy. 